Hola, compadres, and welcome back to another episode of Dads Talking Dads. This is a podcast about your favorite team, the San Diego Padres, featuring one undeniably decent dad this week. My name is Johnny, and I am that decent dad. Today is Sunday, April 7th, and the Padres are 6-4 and four through 10 games so far this season. And uh, today I'll just be taking a look at the uh, first week plus of games. Uh, it has definitely been an exciting start to the season. Uh, Joel and Tony were not able to make it on this week's episode, but they will definitely be back uh, the next time that we record. Uh, but uh, we will get right into it. Like I was saying at the top of the show, uh, the Padres are above 500 so far, 10 games into the season. They are uh, at last check, second place in the division, obviously super, super early. None of these numbers actually matter, but while they're doing well, it's fun to keep track of them. Uh, there's just been a lot of exciting things to watch so far, just a lot of fun things for fans. Um, starting at the top, I mean... The debut of a lot of these new players, first off, I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, debuting for the team. It was already a surprise that he made the team, but uh, he, you know, debuted. He's played well so far. Um, there's already been some fantastic defensive plays. His offense has not been... Uh, it, his offense has been pretty good as well. He hit a ho- he hit a home run in his first game at Bush Stadium. Uh, I believe it was what twenty years to the day after I think his father had had uh, had had hit one. Um, so the you know quite a bit of uh, fun watching Tatis Jr. so far this week. Uh, it's I, I can't wait until Urias is up as well, um, just so that we can, you know, really get that up the middle combo going. But, uh, but just having him here just to start the season has been truly a delight. Um, not only, you know, was, was he a bit of a surprise to make the team, but, uh, but Chris Paddock, the sheriff, the executioner, whatever you'd like to call him, uh, the man who just strikes a lot of people out and knows where to throw the ball, uh, has looked great through two starts this season. Uh, his first he is, uh, his first start of the season. He was really, really on, um, went, uh, about, uh, about four innings, um, was striking guys out left and right, was putting the ball exactly where Austin Hedges was calling for it. Um, looked composed out there. I mean, he looked, he looked ready. Uh, I think he got, he got, uh, I want to say the, the first nine guys out, and I think his quote was he was expecting to get the first 27 out. Uh, so that's the, the kind of attitude that he brings every time that he's on the mound. So it's been, it's been a delight watching him as well. Uh, his second start, you know, walked a few guys, a whopping three, uh, walked batters in his second start, which I'm sure he's probably actually beating himself up over, but, uh, but overall, I mean, through two starts so far, Paddock has, Paddock has looked 
fantastic. Um, we're going to definitely talk about starting pitching a little bit on the next episode once we're all back together. But that was uh, definitely another bright spot that uh, Joel, Tony, and I have been talking about is just watching Fernando Tatis Jr., watching Chris Paddock, watching a lot of these young guys. Um, but we have, you know, obviously more, uh, many more new faces. Uh, our most famous new face is uh, veteran presence there, of course, the uh, the great Ian Kinsler. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, it's Manny Machado. Uh, Manny Machado debuted with the team. Um, he's already had a couple home runs. Um, <clears throat> great defensive play. Just stories already coming out about how he's, you know, helping, you know, cultivate a good, uh, good atmosphere in the clubhouse. You know, as much as, as much as, uh, other teams, fans like to, you know, kind of dump on him and tell us that we were wrong to sign him and we're all going to be sorry. Uh, I gotta say through 10 games, it is an absolute joy to have Manny Machado on this team. Um, you know, having him and Tatis Jr. On the left side of the infield, it's amazing. It seems like everything that is hit over there is caught, and there is, you know, a play uh, to be made. Uh, usually, it's an out every once in a while. You know, uh, it, you know, there happens to be a quick runner or something like that. But, but overall, I mean, having those two guys on the left side of the infield, um, and then once Arias gets there, you know, at second base as well, uh, that is going to be very, very, very beneficial. Uh, for our pitchers, you know, I think that just has a massive domino effect, helping their confidence, helping them, you know, feel like they can throw pitches in certain areas and and know that it won't get out of the infield because we've got gold glovers and, you know, gold glover at one position and a couple of potential gold glovers at another position. So that uh, that has been quite a lot of fun. I would say, I mean, so far, those have been my my top three most enjoyable things so far through the through the 10 games this season is just watching those three uh really exciting players debut for this team and the excitement that this team in general has so far through 10 games um it's 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 infectious it's very obvious to see when you watch the games um but there's been some guys you know who who have been on the team as well for a little while who who are also They've been bright spots. Um, you know, a couple surprising ones here. I mean, for me, Hunter Renfro is on fire um, so far early in the season. He's got, I want to say, three home runs, uh, three or four home runs already. Um, and a lot of those were coming off the bench. He's had uh, two first pitch pinch hit home runs. Um, and he has been swinging early, um, you know, pr- pretty often, which... Um, seems to be an obvious, you know, concerted effort. He's been swinging at the first or second pitch and making contact pretty often. Um, and it seems to be a, maybe a change in his approach. I'm interested, I'm interested to see how pitchers adjust to that adjustment. Um, and then how he adjusts to them adjusting to his adjustment. There's a lot of adjusting, you know, in baseball, not just the jock strap, but just in general, lots of adjustments. Um, and that's been one that Renfro has made that seems to have been, you know, paying off so far. Um, a couple clutch home runs, you know, just a, a couple bombs. I, I love watching him. There was one in particular. He he reached out. It was a little low in a way and just golfed it out to the deepest part of the park in uh, left center. And uh, it was it was, you know, out well enough that the, the outfielder did not have a chance at it. So that is the kind of power that he brings to the table, which is very, very exciting. Um, Franchi Cordero, another guy who's, who's had a strong start, a little, a little worried because he did leave, uh, Saturday's game 
with a sore elbow and was allegedly available to pinch hit today, but didn't happen to come into uh, the game, which was a 4-1 uh, loss to the Cardinals to to end the series. But Padres did win that series, so that is uh, you know nice to see them on top of everything, you know, beating up on a uh, on a quality team. And as far as I can remember, Paul Goldschmidt did not uh, hurt us, which is. Very nice to see. I mean, part of the reason I think that, that, you know, Goldschmidt had a hard time was, uh, we, we had a guy on the mound who is, uh, just throwing it at a little bit of a, he's, he's marking the beat of his own drummer. Uh, Nick Margevichis, uh, has had two quality starts so far, uh, on the season. One of those against, uh, Arizona, one of those against, or excuse me, one of those against San Francisco, one of those against, uh, against uh the the Cardinals today. Um but he's been doing that while averaging 88 miles an hour on his fastball. Um which is surprising. I mean, we we've seen, you know, Paddock come up throwing 94 95. Strom can typically get 93 94 and you know, even Lucchese and Lauer are typically sitting around 92 93 pretty pretty um often and and uh, Margevich just honestly reminds me of, you know, some of the uh the early 2000s Padres starting pitchers like Kevin Jarvis and Bobby Jones, who seem to never be able to hit 90 miles an hour. The difference here is that Margevichus actually has some talent and, uh, you know, is, is getting batters out, whether it's, you know, deception with that deceptive lefty, uh, you know, wind up or just, you know, placement. I mean, the amazing thing is, is that he is primarily, you know, by a good margin throwing that fastball. Um, that is, that is his main pitch, an 88 mile an hour fastball that just seems to be missing bats, you know, one way or another. Um, for a guy who's never, you know, really pitched above a ball, um, that has been pretty amazing. I mean, obviously I, I, he's new. Not a lot of teams have, you know, ever faced him before. You know, a lot of players haven't faced him before. So he's got a little bit of a jump on him, but, uh, it's, it's encouraging to see a guy like that who has never been in the big leagues before be able to keep that composure uh, on the mound and, and, you know, in back-to-back starts, you know, go out and, and, and really get the job done. Um, obviously starting pitching is probably the primary concern for this team. And, you know, like I'm saying, like I, like I said before, uh, we'll definitely get into it on the next episode, but, uh, but there's been some encouraging, encouraging outings from some of our young guys uh, so far this season, um, kind of on the opposite side here, you know, some not as encouraging starts really, really honestly, just one, I shouldn't even say starts just one. Uh, and that, that was Matt Strom, uh, came out in, in his first start, um, really struggled. Uh, it was about two and two thirds innings, uh, gave up about five earned runs. um, the velocity was down. The breaking pitches were flat. It just, everything seemed to be off. Uh, but that being said, I, I'm honestly not too terribly worried. Um, I wasn't worried after the start and, and it seemed to be a little bit more confirmed today. He did pitch, um, in the loss today, but went, uh, went five innings through 89 pitches, um, through only 65 in his first start. Uh, so they, they allowed him to kind of stretch out up to 89 pitches, which was very encouraging. Um, worked out of a couple jams, only had a couple strikeouts, but only had a couple walks, you know, really limited his damage today. And it seemed like he was much mentally tougher today than he was in his first start. 
Um, you know, he, he just kind of seemed a little out of it for whatever reason. I don't know, maybe he was, he was too hyped up or, you know, what the reason was. Um, but, uh, but, but he seemed to, to really settle down quite a bit more today. Matt Strom did. So it, it was a struggle that first time around, but, but, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see, you know, he was back. His velocity was back. His breaking pitches were working. He was relying on that slider a lot today. So, and that, I mean, that's against, you know, a team that with, with some really good right-handed hitters on there. Like we were saying, you know, Goldschmidt, um, you know, Carpenter's a lefty, but they've got, um, uh, you know, Wong's not half bad and DeYoung is, is, uh, is, is not bad either. So, um, he, you know, he, he did a good job. Uh, it wasn't amazing, but, but he did a good job. We don't always need amazing from everyone all the time. So, uh, good for, good for Matt Strom. Um, there are a couple more guys though who are, you know, struggling, um, a little bit more consistently. Uh, you know, Tony, Tony will be sad to, to hear this one, but, uh, Fran Mil Reyes, you know, not having, uh, the best start to the season. Um, and especially, you know, it, it seems almost comparatively since Renfro is having such a good start and, and, you know, they get, uh, they get compared quite often, but, um, Franimal is a, having a very tough, uh, went 0 for 4 again today. He is 2 for 32 to start the season. Um, not great. Uh, that being said, you know, he's got a, a five to six, uh, five walks, six strikeouts on the season. Um, that is, that is good to see. He's not just consistently, you know, striking out all the time. Um, you know, coming into today, he had a K percentage of 18. Um, obviously stupid small sample size, you know, but, uh, but it's nice to see that it's not, you know, 30, 35, anything like that. Um, so he has had some, definitely some hard hit balls. Um, his line drive percentage is right in line with, with, uh, with, you know, where it's been for a lot of his career. Um, so hoping that it's just a matter of kind of certain, you know, certain balls dropping, um, and, and, uh, you know, just, uh, not, you know, dropping, not, not, not dropping into people's gloves and, and more just kind of, uh, you know, dropping in for hits. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm looking here, it looks like his, Comparing, uh, 2018 and 2019. And again, stupid small sample size, but, you know, some things we can at least look at. Um, his hard hit percentage last year was 44.2. This year it is at 53. Um, so that is, that is encouraging. He is hitting the ball hard. His swinging strike rate is down. Um, his, his contact rate is up. Um, so that is good. Even his, his, uh, O contact percentage, which is, uh, Percentage of time that he makes contact outside of the zone, that's up about 25%. So, you know, definitely some, some encouraging things there from Fran Mil Reyes. Just tough to see so far to start the season. You know, two for 32. Uh, definitely the, 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 the breaking balls are getting to him a little bit there. So he's, he's getting a little Pedro Serrano, but, uh, but we'll see. You know, he's got a lot of very smart, uh, offensive minds, you know, with, with Machado, um, you know, obviously, um, Johnny Washington, Rod Barajas. So some, some, some people there that, that can, that can definitely help, um, you know, kind of look at some adjustments there for him. Um, if, if there even needs to be any made, I mean, like, you know, like we're saying is his hard hit percentage is, is pretty dang good. Um, so maybe it's just really a matter of time until that, that luck kind of turns around. Now that being said, um, <laughs> not uh, not everyone is 
is kind of struggling and yet unlucky. Um, Ian Kinsler has, has had a not great, um, start to the season at all. Um, it's, it's been, it's been just not ideal. Um, I'm sure the, the veteran leadership is, is definitely there. Um, the fielding is fine. Um, but, uh, he is, uh, let me see here. Yeah, he is seven for 42 to start the season. But on the other side, things have not been as great for Ian Kinsler. Uh, he's definitely struggled to start the season and it doesn't seem to be a lack of luck, uh, the way that it is for our boy Franimal. Um, so far on the season after today, Kinsler is seven for 42. Um, that is not great. That's about a, um, that's just, that's not, uh, that's like a one, what a one, one eighty, um, batting average. I don't know. I guess I could just scroll over to where it tells me the batting average, but that would be too easy. Uh, yeah, about a one sixty seven batting average right around there. Um, so it has, it, it just hasn't been a, a good start for Kinsler. Um, 45 WRC plus if we want to get into some of these more advanced, uh, stats, but really the one thing that, that has, str- struck out to me is not his strikeouts, but, uh, but the one thing that struck out to me is his infield fly balls. Um, it honestly seems like, you know, almost every at bat, like there's an infield fly ball out. Um, and I was looking it up today. Um, and on the season coming into today, he had a 30% infield fly ball percentage. That means 30% of the balls that he hits are infield fly balls. That is very, 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 very worrying. Um, especially because he hit another one today. Um, so one of his, one of his three outs was another infield fly ball out. Um, which I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, again, it could just be luck. Um, but when there are that many just soft pop-ups to the third baseman, um, I'm just not sure if there's a solid correction that can be made, um, which maybe is a bit unfair because I'm saying that for, you know, young strapping Franimal, Franimal Reyes, <laughs> only 23, and, you know, he'll definitely be able to turn it around, but poor 36-year-old Ian Kinsler, it's just not, you know, not going to turn around for you, Ian. Um, but I don't know, it just, in a way, I mean, it just does kind of feel like that. Um, I mean, I was looking a little bit deeper into his, into his, um, you know, contact rates in and out of the zone. He's swinging out of the zone at a higher rate um, and getting less contact both in and out of the strike zone uh, than he has, save for maybe a few seasons early in his career. Um, an 8% swing strike rate, which is the highest of his major league career. So that means 8% of the time um, that, that uh, oh God, look at me trying to, trying to define it. That, that was a poor idea, Johnny. Um, but that's, I think, Let's see. It's like eight percent of the time when he swings at it, it's still a strike, which is not good. That means you're swinging at balls in the strike zone and not hitting them. That's bad. Um, but even more, I guess, a bit discouraging. Um, a sixty-eight percent pull rate, which means sixty-eight percent of his of the balls being hit are being pulled, which is in today's shift-heavy major league baseball, that's not helpful. Uh, and then his, 
hard, uh, you know, we were talking about Fran, Mo, Fran Mo Reyes, uh, you know, a couple minutes ago, he had that 53, I want to say percent hard hit percentage. Uh, Kinsler is half of that 28%, um, 32% soft hit, 40% medium. So 72% of his hits are soft or medium, which is again, not great. Um, so is it just that the bat slowed down enough to where he's just not getting good contact? I'm concerned that maybe that it is. Um, you know, is there an adjustment that can be made? Possibly, but this has been a very, not super slow, but it's been a gradual descent, um, for a few years for Ian Kinsler. So I'm not quite sure, you know, I, I get the feeling we're going to see Urias up, uh, sooner than later if, if these numbers continue, cause it's just not, it's just an automatic out, and considering he's been batting at the top of the lineup for most of the season, that is difficult for our offense to recover from. Um, other than that, I mean, that was that was most of my observations for for the first you know week plus of games. Um, you know, two things, <laughs> I guess, neither good nor bad. Um, the first one I enjoy though. Uh, I got to say that I am loving the amount of our players who are wearing high socks um, or stirrup socks. I'm not sure who started it, but I love it. Uh, I, I know the long socks, the long or the long socks, the long baggy pants were, you know, the thing for a while. Um, I don't know if maybe that's just out and they're, everyone's doing high socks now, but it seems to me like almost everyone on our team wears high socks. Um, and it just it just looks better. Let's all be real. It looks cooler. It looks better. Um, it's more color, it's more flair, it's more fun. So I am loving that. Um, and it seems like everyone as well has an open batting stance, which I know some guys adopted that a bit more last season. I know, um, we had talked about it last season with Hunter Renfro. Um, and it seemed to be working for him toward the end of last season. Um, looks like Hedges is a bit more of an open swing this season. Uh, Machado, I'm not sure if he's more open, but it's definitely a pronounced open swing. Hosmer's, you know, in an open stance swing. So um, seems to be almost everyone's got it. And, you know, we, we had talked on that previous episode when we were talking about Renfro. Uh, you know, typically it, it allows guys to see the ball a bit better coming in. Um, so if this is a, you know, team wide or mostly team wide attempt to just see that ball better, get the barrel of the bat on the ball, you know, more often than not, uh, I fully support it. I got to say, it seems to be working well so far. Um, this offense is definitely resilient. Um, I had turned off a, already a couple games in the sixth where we were, you know, down by one or two. You know, regrettably, I'll, I'll admit it. I was, I'm a busy man. I got dad stuff I've got to do. I can't watch every inning. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd turn it off when we're down by a couple. And then I'd, you know, look back later, get these little, little uh, alerts on my phone that, you know, two guys have hit home runs and now the Padres are back up by two. Um, that is not the offense that I'm used to. I, I'm sure that's not the offense that a lot of you are used to either. Uh, but it's, that is very emblematic of, I, I am hoping how this season will be is, uh, a, a season of surprise, um, a season of new faces making big con- contributions, you know, faces that we've seen before making big contributions. I mean, I wasn't even, you know, didn't even get into Will Myers yet, who's also just been an absolute, uh, you know, joy to watch. I feel like I've said that about nine guys, but, you know, they they are. They're joys to watch. I'm just, I'm giddy. Baseball's back. I mean, 
Like we are just in the beginning and maybe in the dog days of summer around, you know, mid July, we're going to be a little bit more out of steam, you know, uh, but, uh, but for now it is very exciting. Uh, I am loving every game, just excited to see professional baseball players playing baseball. Uh, so it is, uh, it is very exciting. Um, I hope you can, you can hear the smile that's on my face right now. Uh, cause I am very, very happy whenever baseball, uh, comes back around every year. And now it's time for a new twist on an old segment. Take your recommendations and throw them out the window. It's time for some fatherly advice. Today's fatherly advice. Little kids think everything, and I mean everything, is a game. And if you're patient enough to play the game, you can get them to do pretty much anything, like help you out with the dishes, or help you out with vacuuming, or help you clean the house. Basically, it's how you can get them to do chores while they think that they're playing a fun game, which is called helping you. So remember... If you're patient enough, you can get them to actually help you. You just have to pretend it's a game. Or Tom Sawyer the shit out of them and tell them how fun it is to vacuum and mop the floor. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. You'd never believe it. Three-year-olds will totally fall for that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. That's the stage I'm at right now. It's probably going to change at some point, and this advice will be completely moot. But for now, it's been working. I'm pretty happy with it. I got a little helper. You know, it's 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 going well. So uh, that's my fatherly advice. If you'd like to contact the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dad's Talking Dads on Instagram at Dad's Talking Dads. You can email us Dad's Talking Dads at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can download our podcast from many, many of the different podcasting hosts and uh, feel free to rate, review, leave uh, however many stars. Of course, Tony always highly suggests and recommends leaving five. Uh, and don't forget to tell your friends, family, loved ones, dog, really whomever you'd like about the show. Uh, I am very excited to uh, continue watching this team and sharing, uh, sharing our thoughts with, uh, with all of you fine folks and, uh, just continue uh, watching some baseball and, and appreciate uh, appreciating that it's here. Well, that is it for this week of Dad's Talking Dads. Uh, my name is Johnny. Thank you again for listening, and go Padres.